two men out. Ninth inning, Yankees lead 9-1. And the one-two. Swing and a miss, and the Yankees win, and they are champions of the American League East. The journey started March 28th, guys. And Yankees are 2019 American League East Division champions. Number 100, Aaron Boone now has 201 career wins in the regular season. Let's go. I'm about to bring on a guy who can very well potentially be my co-host of Sports Dudes. And maybe a new name would have to come up. But what a great season. Division title, their first one since 2012, their 55th postseason appearance, and their 100th win of the year, and this is the first step of what they hope will be a trip to the 28th world title. Well, you can only compliment the guys that have gotten him there. I mean, there are Shella, LeMayu, Gardner, and then if you go through the pitching staff, the bullpen. Hey, buddy. Hey, man, what a night. Actually, what a day. <laughs> 2019 ALE's Champs, how you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. Well, I've waited seven long years for this. Absolutely. The goal started March 28th against the Baltimore Orioles, and now it ends tonight against a Hall of Famer, Albert Pujols. It, it's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Albert Pujols is probably one of the one of the best players of this of this side of the millennia. And the fact that we ended well, we ended on a on probably on a great note, striking out the hall, the future Hall of Famer, two time World Series champion, and he. It, 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 it was it was great. It was it was great, and that was the best news that we got was clinch the division. Even though we got some pretty unfortunate news earlier, it, it seems like season adversity with injuries, you know, with with thirty guys on DL stints, and now with the news with Herman, it, it's it's this season has been probably one of the toughest that Yankee fans had to deal with. And we had to do, we had the adversity and we thought we were starting off slow and people thought that like, oh man, you know, how are the Yankees going to compete with all these injuries and the next man up. And we had guys contributing to, to Mike Storm, to Cameron Maven, to Austin Romine, to Kyle Higashi, Higashioka, you know, you know, Torres stepped up. You know, you had you you had um you had um Estrada's filled in. You had Tyler Wade for a bit. So you had all these guys filling a role. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's 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 this team has depth, and the bullpen has been solid for the most part. And this is and now that we're in, now the question is. We're right now, we're tied with Houston right now. We have the same amount of wins. The question is, will the Yankees end up playing the Minnesota Twins in round one, or will they play the winner of the AL wildcard game? 
Well, I'd prefer to play the Twins only because I don't want to have have the Yankees travel to fucking ballpark DJ or fucking ballpark bullshit stuff in the in the middle of the field. <laughs> that, that, that is uh, that, that, that's so annoying going all the way to that, that that annoying ballpark out in Oakland or uh, or you know Tampa's not travel's not annoying travel but that stadium yeah. has always given the edges. Now with Minnesota, we will have to deal with Club Minnesota. Every time the Yankees are on the field, they're gonna just blast that music. But I'd much rather hear that every once in a while than to play these. I will say this: that Twin Series will be a slugfest. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely. Their lineup is very balanced and very. Their their starting rotation doesn't concern me. But those bats will keep. Those bats are really, really good. Like now, like, like, like they're having, they're having some good years in Minnesota. So I'm. So that that team is deep. That team can average. They can also hit the power. That's you know, you know, Rosario's a good hitter. You know. Well, I, I will say, Jose Barrios does scare me because the Yankees did not face him this year, and he is a stud. He is Pedro like when he pitches. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 will be a tall test. But outside of him, there's not really anyone else that scares you. Not scared, but Jake Odorizzi is pretty pretty crafty. He he reminds me of Maddox. Not not that he's the same skill level as Maddox, but he controls the game very well. Yankees have hit O's already this year. In Minnesota, but in Yankee Stadium, the only one they got in Yankee Stadium, which I was at that game, by the way, he he beat the Yankees pretty bad. I, I think the Yankees scored like one or two runs. I think the key is, if you're going to play Minnesota, it is, is going to be a bash fest. Because Minnesota can hit, and my thing, the key with the Yankees is keep it three runs or less. Yes. I'm not asking for perfection. Three runs or less. You keep the three ones or less. Your starters, you know, I want my starters to give me length, so that's what you can save the bullpen. But you know, every star is going to be on a short lease because you know <laughs> this is the postseason, man. That's the you main key, really. Tim Boone is going to go to that bullpen whenever he gets the chance. If he gets a two to three run lead out the four, he's going to that fucking bullpen. And that's why Herman, that's why Herman potentially being a piece of shit hurts the Yankees. It doesn't hurt the Yankees with, with, with what they have because they have a great bullpen, but it just takes away the length. It really does. And, you know, my thing is with Herman's situation, because I, I keep hearing conflicting reports back and forth like he did. And see, to me, whether it's true or not, you don't do that. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 I agree. And, and, and I get to, I get to what you were tweeting earlier, and I agree. Like, it's, it's more of the principle of these athletes that you can't put your hands on someone, especially a woman. Like, come on, man. You're better than this. That's, that's what you're, you're, you should 
no, but look, everyone has arguments. I'm sure every relationship has arguments. Every relationship has its bumps and bruises. It happens. No one is perfect. Everyone is going to argue. That's just the nature of dating of relationships. Here's my thing, though. Like, like example, right? Like, like example, right? With, with, with Cream Hunt. That lady called him probably the harshest word in America. The N, the N word, right? So, I, I don't care if she said, shut the fuck up, you effing N, you're the color of shit. It gives you no right to put your hands on anybody, especially when it's, a professional athlete who most of the times, if you look at professional athletes, girlfriends or wives, they are less than 120 pounds. They are five feet two max. And most of the guys are six, three plus, or if, or if they're not tall, they're at, they can bench at least 260 pounds. No woman has a chance, whether it's a push or a slap or a kick. You do not get to choose to put your hands on anybody. That that is a fact. That 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 is a fact. And you're absolutely right. Like all these, all these athletes, and even it's not just men athletes. All the one, like all women athletes too. Like I, I remember there was an incident in the WNBA with Brittany Grinder and her girlfriend. Yeah, too. I, I, I saw that too. So like it, it's you know we we want a preference by saying. This is not just men beating women. There has a, there has been women that have beat other women and women that have beat men too. But for the purposes of this subject, we are talking specifically male athletes that have had a checkered past against women. Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, you know, now Domingo Herman. And it's funny because there was an actual fan that was tweeting about Domingo Herman. I'm not defending Herman. Roberto Osuna. Roberto, and I said to her like, don't, 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 don't act like Houston is almighty with all role models. Roberto Osuna is on your team, and he's not exactly what we call a model citizen. Let's, well, let's pump the brakes with that. And yes, Herman has been our best pitcher this year with life and what he has done, and, 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 and that hurts. But you don't, to me... Whether, you know, you don't, you don't do what he did. And to be honest, if he is found proven that he did what he did, or it's proven that he did exactly what has been said, then you know what? He has no place. He has no place on this roster. He has no place on the team. He's James, hold on. We're going to go to Aaron Judge. Okay. Training has been to win the American League East. How does it feel to finally accomplish that goal? Oh, this is this is fantastic. You know, uh, a lot of ups and downs this year, like you know. You know, a lot of guys battling through things, and you know, we're just we're just happy to be in here, happy to be for this moment. So fucking good. Yeah. Experienced it in 2017. You experienced champagne last year. Does it ever get old? Even though it burns a little bit. It doesn't get old, you know. That's why I got the goggles on my head. You can't use the goggles. You got to only a few times in my life I get to experience this, and I want to feel the burn. So, <laughs> what do you think has been the biggest key for this team all season long? That's a team that's hungry. We, we want to fight. You know, we the past couple of years have been kicked out of the playoffs too soon, and 
We got a lot of guys on this team that are hungry. A lot of guys that you know normally wouldn't be in this position. A lot of guys that might be in Double A and Triple A, and they stepped up for us big this year. And when you got 25 guys that are hungry and ready to roll, it makes for something special. Second straight season, you guys have managed 100 wins. Aaron's doing the first manager in major league history to have back-to-back -back seasons to start their managing career with 100 wins. What does it say about him and his leadership at the top? Oh, he's he's the one leading us every day. You know, day in and day out, he's there for us, has our back. And um, you know, like you said, first manager in major league history for two first two seasons at 100 wins. That's very few people do that, and you know, we're. Well, that was most likely our future captain, Aaron Judge, enjoying the champagne burning in his eyes. Uh, that, 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 that's our guy looking at take, taking all the champagne like a boss, and that celebration was great. Did you see Tommy Cannon? <laughs> not, not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to watch the pregame now, and and that was Ty, and that was Tyler Wade that that uh dumped the champagne on Judgey. I loved I I I love that energy and, and 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 this is great and see this this team is fun to watch now I have to ask you this though depending on how far this team goes would you say this team is as fun as a team back in 2017? This if there's no 28, this team would have to lose in the World Series for this team to be fun in 2017. Because that 2017 team got to Game Seven of the ALCS, so they can't lose in the DS. Oh no! They, to me, if you lose in the DS, it's a fail. It's, it's a total failure. Also, because this team is heads and shoulders better than the 2017 in every way. They're better. Oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! Like that, that. That 2017, that 2017 team was babies. A lot of the, most of the players haven't even sniffed the postseason or knew what the postseason was like. Now the exactly. 2019 is experience, and now yeah, and now now you have your your MVP from from Giancarlo Stanton. Now you have a year. Now he's now he's starting to get back. You have Gardner who had a career year. Judge is starting to heat up at the right time. DJ LeMay has been the most consistent Yankee hitter all year long. I uh, saw a stat from from uh, Katie Sharp earlier. Out of running in scoring position, he's batting three ninety three with seventy RBIs. He has a total of ninety seven RBIs. So that means eighty percent of a season, at least eighty percent of a season, was spent with running in scoring position, and that is why the Yankees are where they are. Now, does he get MVP votes? We all know Trout's winning the MVP. Yes, I, I he will. He will get MVP votes. Will he get a f couple of first place votes? I'm not sure. No. He might get more second place votes. That's what I want to ask. Like at the end of the season, we know Trout's winning the MVP. I think everyone, even though Trout's out for the rest of the year, everyone knows Trout put up ridiculous numbers. If Trout didn't put up the numbers that he put up. I think DJ would have a much stronger case to be MVP, but get but you know that's neither here nor there. Will 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 DJ finish at least second or third behind Trout for MVP? The only one I think that can finish over DJ is Rafael Devers, and maybe maybe Nelson Cruz. Probably, but I, I'm just saying because DJ has been so because yes. 
Yes, you take DJ off team Yankees will probably still be a good team. But DJ coming to this team just you've seen the mindset of the Yankees have changed. Yankees become they still strike out, but they become more of a patient team. They're taking they're taking pitches, they're hitting the runs of scoring position. They're actually doing well in situational hitting. Which is which is key because in the postseason you need situational hitting. Well, here's one of those situational hitters, Gio the God Urshela. Started, did you envision that you would be a part of a celebration for American League East Champs? Yeah, I was sure that we want to have a great year and uh, we're here uh, seeing this, this kind of result and we're now celebrating for that. You've been a huge part of this team's success. How have you been able to remain so consistent? I mean, trying to, to bring that confidence every day to the, to the play and to, to the game and every time that I'm only for me in the lineup. Can you describe what this year has been like for you? It's a blessing, a blessing for me this year. It's, um, I'm so happy for that year. Why do you think this team has what it takes to go the distance? Why do you think this team has what it takes to go to the, go the distance? I mean, uh, we're like a family here. We're all, uh, all together. Uh, we, we're ready for not for October. Coming into tonight, how much anticipation was there for this champagne celebration? I mean, uh, we've been doing a good job all year. Uh, we, we were ready for everything. Gio, thanks for the time. Thank you. Bob Jack, we'll send it back to you. And he's been such a big, big reason for the Yankees, too. Om- almost as much as DJ. Oh, my God. Like, like D- DJ, was, he's, he's a better defensive. He's a better defensive third baseman than when, when, when Miguel was healthy. And, yes, we love we love Andujar, but I, I think Andujar's job might, might have been taken by Gio. Because of how great he is defensively and how good situationally, you know, good situationally Gio has been. Gio has been such a godsend for us. And to think that we got him basically, we didn't get him, we got him basically. $500,000. Cash considerations, baby. <laughs> here's, my, here's my thing with that. When it comes to getting a potential, maybe, a, let's say a pitcher, right? Let's say... Mm-hmm. It's it's about the haul. So if if whatever team let's say wants to give up a good young pitcher, if they don't want Anduhar and they want Urshela, I'll do it ten times out of ten because Anduhar's what twenty four, twenty three, and Gio's twenty nine. So you like to think. Just, just like they say for Frazier, because it's 24, you would like to think he'd get better. I think Andujar, even though he's coming with the injury, when he was healthy, he was he nearly won an NL rookie of the year. So I think he'd have a much higher value than Clint. I don't think Clint has that much of a higher value. Even though he had a home run today, I don't think Clint's value is that high. Honestly, probably not. I'm, I'm I'm just going towards the age age you know thing. But uh, right now we're about to hear from a guy who we got for chasing Shreve. Let's hear him. Look, when DJ LeMayu hits that home run in the second inning, did you feel this was happening tonight? Yeah. It was just, you know, after last night, I feel like, you know, it was God's 
was when it was like, you know what, it'd be cool just to win it, you know, and, um, you know, after that, I feel like it just kept pouring on, and, you know, uh, up and down the line tonight, we just got it done today, you know, and obviously it was great that Chapman came in to close it out, so, couldn't be any better, so it was awesome tonight. Did Chapman, Chapman seem extra amped up on the mound? He was hitting triple digits consistent. I know, 102. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith getting doused with champagne. Get that dry cleaning bill. And speaking to guys throughout the course of the season, everyone seems to say the same thing. There's something special about this group of guys. What is it? We just believe it's his spring training, and you know, Booty kept preaching and preaching and preaching it. And you know, it's been a crazy year with all the injuries and stuff, but guys keep stepping up, and it's just for a bunch of savages at the end of the day. I mean, that's all. Savages of the East, baby. I want to give a special shout out to the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> Specifically for Adam Adovino, Jason Street, no, Adam Adovino, uh, DJ LeMayu, and Mike Talkman. And Tommy Canley, who was a Rocky. Oh, yeah, totally forgot about Canley, too. We want to, I want to personally thank them from the bottom of my heart. For this, we we as we as Yankee Yankee fans like to thank the Colorado Rockets for that tribute for that contribution to the 2019 ALE champs. Absolutely, because you know, in their offices, their GM has to think, "Wow, it only took two year twenty four million to sign DJ." <laughs> <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to the Seattle Mariners for trading James Paxson, who has been who has been on fire lately, for Justice Sheffield, who has been stinking up the tree. <laughs> he at one point was in the Pacific Coast League, and that is a much different league than what the Yankees playing. <laughs> oh my! Exactly. And when he came, and, and remember when the Yankees went up to Seattle and they faced Justice Sheffield? Huh? How did the Yankees do against their, you know, their, you know, their former guy? I'm pretty. I know Gary hit a home run, and I think yeah, Ford they, hit one in that game as well. Yep, yeah, Yankees beat him up and packs him pretty pretty well against his former team. Yeah. So it's just a beautiful yeah. thing. Now there's eight games left. I I could see if not four and four. Three and four because tomorrow Yankees are probably gonna play Wade Frazier in that maybe maybe not even maybe in the outfield. I actually probably maybe and maybe Judge will DH or or maybe G will DH and pro probably you know sit DJ. 
either Judge or well, I'll be at the game tomorrow. I think either Judge or Stanton is going to PH. You know, and I think I think it's going to be a little bit different because yes, even though in Yankees' minds, like I think they really would like home field advantage. I think they want to go into the postseason healthy. Absolutely. They would rather surrender home field advantage and go in healthy than fight for home field advantage and drink. That's why for the past week, I've, I've been tweeting FHF. Fuck home field. It's all about health. You, you, of course, you want to go into the postseason healthy. Nobody, nobody wants to go into the, nobody. Limping. Nobody wants to go into the postseason, like, unhealthy. And... Do, do we have any other more sound uh, of who else we hearing from? Because we heard from, do you have any other more sound? Or do we, who else we got to hear from? Uh, they just passed Romine. Do you want me to re- rewind back for that? Yeah. Let's see, let's see what our backup catcher has to say. I'm just rewinding back now. And here comes Roll, Roll, Roll Your Boat. Romine standing by with Meredith. Austin, this team has had so much confidence all season long. Where does that confidence come from? It just comes from our, our unity. Really, I think this team has gone through, through so much adversity throughout the year that there's nowhere to go but together. So everywhere we've been going, we do it together. Next guy steps up, gets the job done. We're not afraid to pass the baton to the next guy and do his job. It's just a lot of guys doing doing what they're supposed to do when they come to the field. Was there ever a doubt that you guys would be able to overcome the adversity? Well, I don't think you can let that doubt creep in. You know, it's a long year. A lot of things can happen. So I think we were put in good spots by guys stepping up, guys that were ready for their time, guys that were ready for their shot, and they took advantage of it. You got to step up to the hero, Tanaka, seven strong. Just what you expect from Masa? I mean, every time there's a big game or a game we need get, to get it done, Masa steps up. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how he goes out there. He's almost like a surgeon with the ball. And uh, it was fun tonight. He kind of got in the zone, and he stayed locked in, and he made his pitches, kept the ball down. And, you know, every time you need a big game, we, we like going to Masa. You look like you were locked in right there. You were in the zone. That was refreshing, though, right? I know. It feels really good. I like It's cold. I just caught a really long game. So it feels really good. Like, nice. Exactly. You know, the pitching staff has been questioned throughout the course of the season. You've seen them as much as anyone. Why shouldn't people doubt this pitching staff? Why do they have what it takes? Just the grit. You know, we've had they've had guys saying some stuff about them all year. So I mean, I mean, they're used to it, and they like proving guys wrong. They go out there and they they and their little group have come together and they've been going out there and giving strong performances. So I mean, they can do it. We believe in them, and uh, we got their back no matter what. Just eight games left in the regular season. How do you personally prepare for the postseason? We gotta finish strong. We gotta get guys in the right spots. We gotta get pitchers. Sorry, it does burn. Um, but we gotta get guys in the right spot. We gotta prepare them the right way and make sure that we're tough and strong and having some good outings before we go into the playoffs because playoffs are tough and we know that better than anybody. So just get them ready and get them all geared up. Austin, best of luck. It's my pleasure. Thanks. Alright, so I just want to read this tweet that DJ LeBehu at Jazz M. Rios underscore sent the, the projections. 2019 projected record for the Red Sox, 98 and 64. 
World Series odds, seven to one. Houston Astros projected record, ninety-four and sixty-eight. World Series odds, six to one. New York Yankees projected record, ninety-four and sixty-eight. World Series odds, five to one. Dodgers, ninety-three and sixty-nine. World Series odds, seven to one. And the Milwaukee Brewers, eighty-eight and seventy-four. World Series odds, sixteen to one. And that was early in the season. That was like beginning. Yep. And now I think the odds are like Astros are favored at like at at like two to one. Then the Yankees are favored after we're at three to one, and the Dodgers are five to one. So that's the update right now as we speak. You know, depending on what happens, and I'm not gonna lie though, like. MLB predicted that the Red Sox were going to win the division again. Yeah. Well, Astros should be favored. So I know Yankee fans, you're going to be upset about that, but no. They are the best team right now. They have, they have, the lineups that the Yankees and Astros have are pretty even. Oh, yeah. But the Astros, what, what trumps the Astros over the Yankees is, they have their stars are so good they can go they can go the distance and they don't even have to use their bullpen. That's why I'm saying JV's gonna be allowed at 120. Garrett Cole probably 120, but I'm not sure if he could do it. So I'm gonna say like 106, 110. Granky probably I'd say 100, maybe 104. So every pitcher, every batter gotta have six pitches per at bat. If you're gonna swing before that, you gotta get a hit. My thing is, if you if you can get like a couple of runs off of the like even two runs, and even though yeah, he can go the distance, but he's gotta make sure that he's gotta make sure that you're on your p's and q's, and you don't make sure the Astros don't get a lot of chances to score. Because what Boston did last year, they got it done. Absolutely. It's, 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 that, that's what the Yankees got to do. The Yankees got to do that because, you know, when you're facing a team like Houston, you know, and me personally, would I love to see Tampa or Oakland or Cleveland knock off Houston? Absolutely. But is that going to happen? Probably not. And now we are going to hear from the baby bomber himself, Mr. Glaber Torres. Flavor, what do you enjoy most about these champagne celebrations? Uh, we win tonight. Uh, yeah. That is the most important part of us. I mean, so happy to, to do everything we can do during the regular season. And now it's, it's time to, to enjoy it. After what happened last night, you guys stayed here late, hoping that you would be able to celebrate. Did you think, was there any doubt that you guys would find a way to win tonight and clinch? Uh, yeah, we, we stayed last night. But, uh, we wake up, we come into the field, just focus and win, uh, try to attack early, and we do, I mean, we focus um, in that celebra- celebration for a long time ago, and now we got um, and just, just enjoy. Flavor, you said a couple of days ago when I spoke to you that you think one of the biggest things for you offensively this year is your ability to make adjustments within at-bats. How are you able to improve that aspect of your offensive game? Yeah, for sure, I mean, like, like I say too many times, 
I'm doing this. This is a, a last year. Is it was my year for learn. So every every single bath, uh, I learn every everything about feature, everything about about control. And this year, just just try to remember everything about last year. Just go to the home play with got really good good plan for it. And every pieces I miss some piece and just try to do the just real quick and and just be continue to to fight and and try to do my job. How will you approach the final eight games of the regular season before you start postseason play? Uh, just try to to be healthy for sure. Uh, try to to win most the game possible and and just right now be focusing playoff. I mean. It's, it's coming it's coming hard for sure but uh, we we prepare really well and, and try to, to win the most important for us. Flavor, thanks for the time. Thank you. Yes, send it back to you. Thanks again, Nervous. We'll check back. And that was Mr. Glera Torres. Ah, uh, look at our little baby bomb is all on bringing up right now. And to think the guy has what thirty six, thirty seven home runs, I believe. Uh, around there, I think maybe even thirty-eight. And Gleyber Torres has been so good, and and I, 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 we, we have been blessed to have Gleyber Torres right now. He's been pretty good. And but here's my fear, though: they're gonna have to sign all these guys almost around the same time. Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Gleyber Torres. You might lose out on Batantis and Andujar. And even with Batantis, I think they're going to get sentimental. And I'm afraid they're going to go like three, four years, like 40 plus million dollars. There's a way you can manage it. Okay. Judge ain't going anywhere. Judge the captain. Judge loves it here. Okay. That, that's, that, that's not happening. Judge ain't going nowhere. Don't have to worry about Judge. They love the labor Torres. Torres ain't going anywhere. I think. Where you might have to draw the line will be with Didi. They like Didi, but they they would probably sign Didi on their terms, like a team friendly contract. Like the reason why you signed like Severino and Hicks, and even though they're, they're getting that Hicks at that contract, that's a team friendly contract. Oh, absolutely. You're at seven years. They can get out of that deal in four. The max I'd go with Didi is like five ninety or five hundred with like a opt out after the third. That's what I would do because if you think about it, like if people are killing, like oh my god, the Hicks contract that's so bad. Like in ten years, like there are there are two team options. <laughs> there are two team options in that contract. <laughs> There are two clean. There are two two team options. So there, there's probably there's, there, they could probably get out of that deal within you know. And what teams are doing now is they're signing their players earlier, so they avoid arbitration. So there is a way you can sign all these players. You just gotta be Yankees are just very more flexible now. They're playing within the rules, so you can sign these guys, but the team friendly contract, so you can stay under the luxury tax. And you can still find other ways to improve the team. Deeney will be the guy. I think the line might be tall because the Yankees have so many guys in their system that could come up and play service for a shortstop. 
And yes, just put up the stat. 292 home runs tied with the Twins. 13 players with 10 plus home runs. First team in Major League Baseball history. 28 individual multi-home run games. Franchise record. Previous 24. I saw that on Twitter, but but I didn't hear the interview. I, I'm I'm I sure I'm sure M- MMLB Network will air tomorrow. And I have to tell you, it's not took a job underneath Girardi. And let's be real, like, we, I can't judge Aaron Boone until I see championships. Right. There are already got a championship. I need to see a championship with Aaron Boone. Remember, when Aaron Boone was a player, he didn't win one with the Yankees. The Yankees fell short in 03. I need to see Aaron Boone tackle the Yankees before I can judge him because most Yankee managers have won a championship. I said most, because not all. Right. But, you know, Billy Martin won a championship, won a couple of championships with the Yankees. So Casey Stengel's won a couple of championships with the Yankees. So I need to see Aaron Boone win some titles before I can put him in that Joe, 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 Joe Torrey class. And here is one of three championship members of this New York Yankee team. Let Guardy bang. Brent, you have experienced a lot of champagne celebrations. Does this one feel like all the rest, or is everyone just a little bit different? No, they're all different. I mean, for different reasons, but uh, this definitely feels good. Obviously, um, you know, to win the AL East, I think it's been seven years since we did that, so... That's um, you know a, a big accomplishment. Um, we've, got a, we've got a group of young guys that have been playing hard all year, dealt with a lot of adversity, and you know obviously very excited to uh, be in the position we're in, and looking forward to see where the next few weeks take us. You've mentioned some of the young guys. Is it enjoyable for you as a veteran in this clubhouse to watch them experience this for the first time? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I looked out there in the eighth or ninth inning, and I saw I saw Mike King sitting in the bullpen. And, his first day here in the big leagues and it's almost like he's in the middle of a playoff game so you know I, I look out there and I appreciate little things like that and I know that um, you know the experience that some of these young guys have gained the last couple years will help us not just throughout this season but um, but into the playoffs and just um, excited for this team. You mentioned this team's resilience. How have you guys all bought into the next man up model? Well I mean we just really try and take things as slow as possible, take things day, day by day and um, you know, everybody's done a great job of stepping up when they're needed and doing their job, and um, it's been a lot of fun to be a part of. Tommy Canley, always the life of the party, just did a tarp slide behind you. Are you next on that, Brett? 
No, I'm a little smarter than that. You know, there's some uh, there's some there's some things down there that could uh, could set me set me out for a few days. So uh, I like playing too much to try and take care of myself. And, uh, <laughs> but I think he's good. He's a big tough guy, and um, just just another day for him. You just said I like playing too much. You've been a mainstay in this lineup. Are you personally satisfied with the way you've been able to contribute and stay on the field in general? Yeah, I mean, you know, to be able to, for the most part, stay healthy and be available on a daily basis and just go out there and continue to, you know, try and put a good at-bats together, play good defense, and, and help out wherever needed. Um, you know, it's been the most fun that I've had in my career up to this point. So, um, you know, just uh, it's been a good year. And, and like I said, I'm excited about what we've accomplished up until this point and where the next few weeks are going to take us. Another home run this evening. Are you now a home run hitter? Can we call you that? Uh, it, 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 it is it is easier to jog around the bases than to uh, than to than to have to run a hard ninety and then steal second and all that. So, uh, but you know, just trying to get good pitches to hit, trying to trying to be consistent with my swing and my work and go up there with a good plan. Uh, PJ and Marcus really um, have done a great job of helping me with that and become more consistent hitter and uh, you know just trying to keep it rolling. Brad, I'll let you enjoy the rest of the. And I will want to say a special thank you to the. To the Yankee security guard by, I, I believe it was 118. Um, me and my cousin left our seats about the fifth inning just to walk around. We were in the bleachers and we got into that spot around the seventh. And when it was the bottom of the eighth, I just said, Oh, in the top with two outs, can I go a little closer to take a picture? And he said, Nah, man, I'll, I'll let you go in one of the rows. And those were really nice seats. The bottom was cushioned. There, there was a little table on the side. It was beautiful. Ah, you must, you, you, you must, you, you, you and your cousin must have been, must have been blessed. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, I did say the Yankees were waiting for me to get here. <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Because I was in class, and the only reason how I thought, like, thanks to Twitter and me sitting in the back. <laughs> and, uh, getting all getting getting all these updates, and it's funny because when as soon as I left, and as soon as I got home, I was things like the Yankees are very nice to me to wait till I arrive home so I can see them clinch. How how thoughtful of the Yankees! <laughs> it was such a quick game, man. It was like it was like eight o'clock when when me when me and my cousin left our seats and. It was 9.06 in the bottom of the 8th. The game only ended like by 9.30 just because of that bottom of the 8th. If, if, if they didn't kill it in the bottom of the 8th, the game probably ends 9.10. What's crazy is that when I got when, when I got home and I got home at like around 9.20 and game ended like at around 9.30 and it's crazy because... I love these six thirty five starts so much. Absolutely. And the and the and I feel like and I, if I'm the Yankees, I would keep these six thirty five six thirty five starts. I know tomorrow's gonna be back to seven oh five because it's you know, but I love these but they but they but they don't do it on a Fridays. They do it on like Monday through Thursday, which I understand because, you know, and they're perfect because the game ends. The game ends quickly. People can get in and out of the stadium. People can go home quicker, and it's perfect. And 7.05 on a Friday, I, I don't complain because it's the weekend and people have work, and people normally don't work on the weekends. So I, I, I get it, and I love these 6.35 starts. Game goes by quickly. To 
Tanaka. Tanaka pitched a great game. Oh, he pitched fantastic, man. He pitched so good. I was reading the stat line, and he, he, what I love about Tanaka is when his splitter is on, you're not hitting that splitter. (laughs) Absolutely not. Especially when it's down, because Tanaka's a ground ball pitcher. That's why the perfect lineup when Tanaka's pitching game one, you have to put Chio and Didi and Torres and DJ, because when you're Playing against, when you have a ground ball pitcher, you're going to get a lot of ball balls, at least primarily that's going to go to the infield first. So you need your best defenders. So I, I would I would have I would have Gio, I would have Didi, I would have Glaber, and I would have DJ, because those are like, those are what we call our best defenders. Absolutely. And Didi's tweet. Fire, fire emoji, New York Yankees 2019 AL East Division Champions, fire, fire emoji. Now, let's think about this. It's been seven years, right, since the Yankees clinched. Yep, 2012. 2012. Now, what were you doing? What what, what happened seven years in your life between 2012 to 2019? Not, not, not nothing big. Yeah, right. It's seven. You think of that's seven years. Like in that time span, the Warriors were about to be a dynasty. You had the the tail end of the Blackhawks dynasty in Pittsburgh, winning a couple of titles here and there. You got the Patriots. You, still, you, still, you got the Patriots continuing their dynasty. And it's funny, and so you mentioned that seven-year gap, because you have to remember, earlier in the past decade, the Patriots won three straight, and then there was a gap after they won their last Super Bowl against the Eagles. Ten until years. They won their, yeah, there was, that, there was that gap. Remember, you had the two giant Super Bowls, and oh, you know, the Patriots... Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. I didn't see the team with two championships. I will die happily with that. But then after that, and remember that Seahawks game had, and it's funny, the Patriots needed that dynasty. Had they lost to Seattle, we would have, we would be questioning is Brady really the GOAT? There'd be questions about is Brady really the GOAT? You know, then you lose that. If the Falcons didn't blow that 23 point lead, then that hurts Brady's legacy even then. You know, if the Rams had an offense and see, they know, see, we can't play the semantics, but we have to give credit where credit is due. Right. When that seven year gap, oh, in sports, in that seven year gap, what's proven is Brady is the greatest football, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Durant has tried to establish himself as one of the better players in the league. Sidney Crosby continued his dominance as being the best hockey player of this side of the millennium. Sorry, Ovechkin fans. I hate Crosby too, but when the man has won three cups, he's, he's, won, the best. he's won the best to ever do it. You know, and, and just real quickly so we can get him on in the hour, here's Didi Gregorius. In a whole picture on the field, but I think you forgot some of your teammates. What happened there? Uh, I mean, they weren't they weren't ready to go outside of the but uh, we got most of it. So, uh, you know, guys, they took pictures in here too, so we're good. 
the first AL East title since you've been here. How satisfying is this moment to accomplish a goal? Oh, it's, it's something really big, you know, with all the things that we had all of a sudden now throughout the season, you know, guys getting hurt, but uh, it shows you know, we have a team that everybody's fighting and always want to play, and then uh, every time they go out there, they try to get better and better every day, and that just shows you right now that... Uh, you know, missing a lot of players, but that shows you that the heart is uh, really big and never want to give up. What does it say about the organizational depth as well? I mean, you guys have used a lot of players this season. It seems like everyone that does come up has contributed. Oh, you know, it just shows you that everybody's ready, you know, even though uh, they're in the minors. But when they come up, they, they know their job. Everybody's ready to go asking questions, how to get better. And that's uh, one thing you always want to see from young players and even older players, too. So uh, everybody that came in here, uh, step up big. What do you think this has made this team so great at overcoming adversity? Uh, I mean, just all of love. Like, we always have the mentality. We never give up. Next man up. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that we always talk about, you know, trying to help each other to go forward from there. So I think that's uh, one good step. That that's how we took it. How much are you looking forward to the postseason? Oh, I'm always looking forward to that. That's why we play for it. Trying to win the whole thing. And that's what we always uh, looking forward to. CD, thank you. All right, thank you for having me. Back to you. And I don't mean to talk about this guy on the podcast because he seems like a genuinely nice guy. But Jared Caravis, one of the hosts of Barstool and Section 10 podcast, the Red Sox have won four division titles and two World Series since the last time the Yankees won the division. Happy for all the Yankee fans that have Aaron Judge as their Twitter picture who weren't old enough to remember the last time the Yankees had won anything. Enjoy, guys. I get it. He he probably does half this stuff for clicks. He does a great job at getting people to get to get mad at them. He has a very good social media presence. He's nice to kids. He takes his time to greet people. But some of the stuff he says, man, it is it is so annoying. Let, let's take the time to acknowledge that. As a, as a person off social media, I'm pretty sure he's a nice guy. But he has communicated with Eric Hobbs obviously on the Short Porch podcast. Yeah. So I will say that he's probably a nice guy off of Twitter. That being said, that is the most asinine statement I've seen from him. And I've seen a lot of asinine statements. He had a, totally had a Twitter post saying that the Yankees don't, you know, collect, like, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And... And I respond to him like, so, Stephen Wright? (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought Stephen Wright was for PEDs. I thought so, too. But, you know, I mean, they also had Manny Ramirez. (laughs) He was a little bit of a, you know. But I would like to say that his tweet, I, I get it. He's a troll job, and we all should stop tweeting. But he does a good job at poking at Yankee fans. But I will say that that statement was asinine. I remember 2009. A lot of millennials from this side remember 2009. So they might not remember 96 through 2000 like I do. But but I'm sure a lot of Yankee fans remember 2009. And then... There was also two tweets from a guy who's not that bad, but he has a pretty good Red Sox podcast. Terry Cushman. Yankees better have an AL East Championship parade just in case the World Series parade doesn't happen. That's one tweet. Here's another tweet. Yankee fans, stop living in the past. Cushman. When the Yankees get bounced from the ALDS, period, 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 
the Red Sox will still be the reigning champ for the next couple of weeks. Tomorrow, if they lose their next loss, it's it. Well, we got we got like ten minutes before this hour is up. Yeah, like, less than nine. But but a quick stat that Yes just brought up: home run leaders AL shortstop since twenty seventeen, Frankie Lindor at one hundred two, Didi Gregorius at sixty eight, Xander Bogarts at sixty four, and Carlos Correa, who I think is the best shortstop when healthy, has fifty eight. Oh, absolutely. There is, there is no doubt. There is no doubt about that. I, I totally get back to this agree. I love Carl's career. But, you know, and, you know, see, we can respect Houston National players. And, and I, re- I respect Altuve, even though Altuve is a doing, but he's so damn good. Correa is one of the best. 100%. I even respect, and I'm going to find his at, Mr. John... Pistano, who was a big, big Yankee fan, and the last day of the trade deadline, he switched over. His at is now Astros Boy 2. Now, I get his reasons for switching over, but, and, and, and he tweeted the other day, he was like, I'm, I'm leaving a window to come back, and I said, you can't do that, man. You cannot leave and come back. No, that, that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, well, the yes coverage just ended. Great job by Bob Lorenz, Mr. Guest Buck Showalter, and... Why am I blanking on the name? Uh, Jack Curry. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, Jack Curry. There you go, Jack Curry. This, this has been a great celebration of the 2019 AL East champs. The next step is to go to the ALDS and face whoever we're going to face. We have to be, we have to go in there healthy and we have to go in there ready. You know, I'll be at the game tomorrow. You know, nice. again, again, toast to the 2019 AL East champions. The New York Yankees, seven long years. They are the champions of the American League East. They don't have to play in the wild card round. They can, you know, and now the next step is make sure in case you don't clutch home field advantage, you get home field in that ALPS. Oh, and how fitting with six minutes left on the podcast, we are going to hear from Carsten Charles Sabathia. Yeah. You see, you had a front row seat as you watched Araldis Chapman fan the final batter of the game. What's going through your mind as you're watching him try to take down pools? Uh, it just felt good. You know, um, we set out, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, you know, spring training. Our goal was to win the division. Um, one of our goals was to win the division, and, you know, it felt good to be able to do that today. Um, you know, getting 100 wins, um, you know, especially with all the, the everything that we've been through. Um, you know, 
special. It feels good. There are a lot of teams that would have given up along the way with the amount of injuries and the amount of adversity you guys have had to go through. Why do you think this team continued to forge on? Uh, I just think it's, it's just the guys in here. You know, the Mike, the Mike Talkmans, the you know, Gio Urshelas. Um, you know, it just wasn't in them to give up. You know, those guys came in, stepped in, filled a great role, and, um, you know, got us to this point. Knowing that this is the last time you're going to be experiencing this part of it, is it more meaningful for you? Yeah, this is fun, uh, especially when the division. This, Like I said, I mean, this was a, a big goal of ours. We were tired of playing in that wild card game. Um, so, you know, this feels good to get this division. When Tanaka comes out throwing like he's throwing LeMayhew, gets you on the board early, do you sense that it's happening tonight? Yeah, you know, uh, we had a good sense um, that we were going to clinch this thing here pretty soon. And, um, you know, we waited around last night. Um, but then, you know, weren't able to, you know, get it done and, you know, got it done today. So it felt good. You've been to the postseason before. You've won a World Series before. What's the biggest key for this team moving forward? Um, just to stay the course. You know, it's um, 11 more wins in October. Um, we won 100 so far, so I feel pretty good about our chances. Any idea what the plan is for you in the final eight? Oh, uh, no, not yet. Uh, we'll see. CC, thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you. And that was, will be the... 2026 Hall of Famer CC Sabathia. CC, thank you for the memories. Thank you for being being the pitch that you are. You're one of the best free agent signings we have. What you've done in the community. We, I hope that after this season you end this title with a championship. You get two championships. You're already a Hall of Famer. This will further cement you being a Hall of Famer. Us Yankee fans, we thank you. We respect you. We took our caps to you. Next up, a Hall of Famer. Thank you for having me on the podcast, guys. 2019 ALE Champions. I'm signing off. I'll be at the game tomorrow. Don't forget to catch me on Twitter at AnimeSoldier01. Thanks to my brother having me on the podcast. Take care, guys. Thank you again, man. No problem, buddy.